0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to an episode five six of uh, Talking Smart. No, it's five, Joe. Is it? I
1: don't know. I'm losing count. I'll the, it out. I'll it around out. every Sunday. Keeps rolling around very quickly. I know, mate.
0: man. It's, they're coming thick and fast. Uh, but anyway, talk smart with Pugh McCart. That's Young Joe over there, Joe Pew, and I'm Andrew McCart. Um, Joe, it's been a quiet week in the boxing scene in terms of fights. We had Belanga last night against Jason Quigley, which we'll talk about, but. There has been news. Like we said last week, there's always something happening in boxing. It's just not about the fights. It's the business side of things, which we we like to talk about as well. But we'll talk about the fight last night in uh, Edgar Belanga and Jason Quigley. Your thoughts on that one, young man? I think for Edgar,
1: obviously, his first fight under the matchroom banner, a big deal coming out of it. And we know how tough Jason Quigley is now working with Andy Lee. And it was a good opportunity to see where Edgar Belanga was at. Edgar Balanga, his first 16 fights ended by first-round stoppage, which build, built up a massive hype around Edgar. I know a lot of people mentioned his, his name with Canelo's in the week, and I think that's a step too far right now. But as far as performances goes, uh, I, I think I saw an interview with Eddie Hearn where he said he kind of switched off on the, that late part of the fight, but then put it back on at round 12. And I think in parts of that fight, he showed some real talent, uh, quite nasty, quite nasty. He can be really nasty in there. He's got that power, but it's about staying switched on the whole time, hunting his opponent down. But I think it was round two and 12 where he looked really good. Um, If he can look like that for 12 rounds, then I think we have got a special talent on our hands.
0: And he does pack a punch. He, he, like you said, the first sixteen fights of his career, he got like what first round knockdowns, knockouts. Even he, he was he was really knocking everybody out, and it's uh, and he's knocked everyone down as well. So he he, he does pack a punch. Uh, so yeah, yeah he's, and, and again, that super middleweight division that he's in is, is one of them divisions which has always been an exciting division. Man, you can go back to the old days with. The Nigel Benz and Joe Calzaghe's and the Eubanks over here in the UK, but out in the, the US with Roy Jones Jr. and all them guys and uh, Light South Tony and all them. James Tony. So it's, it, it's always been a division which has been stacked with talent and it's always been a fun division to watch as fans. And Edgar Berlanga, who's very, very young, who packs a punch, um, he's always going to be exciting fight. So, yeah. You said Jason Quigley, man. Wow, what a tough, tough man. He kept on getting up in that twelfth round. I thought it could have been easy for him to just, just to stay down, but he, he got up again yeah. and he finished the round, which deservedly so. He deserved to see the 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 twelfth the bell there, and uh, fair play to him. But Edgar Balanga, uh, what a, what a fighter! He, uh, bear in mind, he was a year out of the ring. Was it just over a year out of the ring or whatever it was? So yeah. um, fair play to him. He, he, Headlined his first uh, matchroom debut as well with the, the Garden for a young man. That's Again, that's an achievement in itself, so fair play and an exciting prospect to watch. But I'm going to do a segue from this because you mentioned Canelo for Belanga. That was sort of like maybe it was talked about, but the news coming out of Canelo signing a three-fight deal with PBC uh obviously has changed that that dynamics changed that sort of narrative right quick because now it seems that Canelo's going to be fighting Charlo September 16th, Mexican Independence Day. Um I, I didn't see it coming, I believe I thought Eddie and Canelo had a great relationship, which they still do, but I just think that Eddie Hearn has run out of fighters for, for Canelo and that's probably the reason why Canelo's was jumped to a free fight deal with uh, PBC.
1: Yeah Eddie Hearn said it himself. He said that I think it's six out of his last seven fights he's done with Eddie, all all of his fights, apart from the Caleb Plant fight, which was ultimately the undisputed fight for super middleweight. Uh, So I don't think they've left on bad times. They probably will work together once again, maybe in 18 months, months, two years, when he's had these three fights, if it is believed to be a three-fight deal with PBC. Mm. um, you might come back and Edgar Belanga's kind of got some bigger names on his record, like you likes of maybe a John Ryder, maybe a homie on gear and he's ready to fight Canelo and he probably will come back to match room, but it did kind of come out of nowhere. The Charlo fight, I was shocked. I thought if he was going over to BBC, I thought it'd be more likely the David Benavidez fight, which was hmm. spoken about. Um, I think I'm assuming that is another name on this free fight deal, uh, because I think that's a huge, huge fight that, that, Two Mexicans going at it. That 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 I think is the fight. But Charlo, really excited for. It. I think he brings something to the table which a lot of opponents in certainly recent years haven't brought to the table. Very very different. Very very tricky. Very very slick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really really interesting fight for Canelo.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think that maybe Canelo is at the stage of his career where. He's business-minded, and he's almost like that Floyd Mayweather. I'll pick them, I'll find out where they are in their career, and I'll pick them to fight them now. There's no there's no real harm in that, but you want to see prime against prime. Now, Charlo is sort of like in his prime, but he has been out of the ring. But if, if they do fight on September 16th, he would have been out of the ring for probably 15, 16 months. We all know that he's had yeah. personal problems and injuries and whatnot, so Canelo's probably thinking in his mind, probably the right time to get to Charlo. I mean, Charlo does get hit. He, he, do you know what I mean? And I think Canelo's probably looking at that. That's the if I get Charlo, which is a good name. It's a fight that some fans have asked for. But like you said, the fight that we all want to see is Canelo Benavidez. Now, yes. the scenario I would like to see Joe is Charlo fight beat Charlo. It's going to be a tough fight, tough, definitely tough fight to to go in there and beat somebody like Charlo. But if somebody can make Canelo versus Benavidez, right? It it has to be PBC. They made Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. They've made Spence versus Crawford in July 29th. If any sort of promotional company outfit that can get a big fight like that over the line, I think it is PBC. Now, Canelo versus David Benavides, Cinco de Mayo next year. Come on, does it get any bigger than that?
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't, mate. I think... It's such a great fight, he's so intriguing, just because David Benavidez, although I, I think he's lost he's lost his world title on the scales a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. but I just think he is so different to all of Kernalo's fighters. He's so such a big man. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it is the names, it is it's the crowds they bring, and spectacle wise, I don't think it will get much bigger. I know earlier on in the year when we saw John Ryder versus Canelo, where it was in Mexico, it was just amazing to see. But I think this one could be one bigger and one better.
0: Exactly that. Now, I'm going to say something, right? See if it's a three-fight deal, right? This is sort of like what I would like to see, Joe. Yeah. Carlo, Benavidez, then he'll have one more fight with PBC. Now... Earl Spence and Crawford, they're fighting in July, right? Whatever happens in that fight, they'll probably get a rematch clause in there. There is a rematch clause in there, so they'll probably rematch each other. If they rematch each other in the December or January, maybe even February of 2024. Now, the third fight, let me throw this at you, we wee curveball. Earl Spence versus Canelo. Earl Spence has mentioned Canelo. Earl Spence walks around, around 180, 190. That's why he, he, he boiled right down to welterweight. Uh, he said that he would like to fight Canelo. It's a great fight in itself as well, with PBC. Um Can you see that happening? A third fight uh, against somebody like Errol Spence after he's had them um, oh, two fights with Crawford?
1: Honestly, no. I cannot <laughs> see that happening. I'll be honest, mate. I'll be honest. It's a crazy one. It is a crazy one. I didn't know where he was going with this until you said it. Um They're well So I can't see him going up to super middle. Maybe if it was a bit earlier on in Canelo's career when he was boiling down to 154, maybe even 160. But I can't see Errol Spence moving up to super middleweight, really. Uh, but we've seen Canelo calling out the likes of Usik in the past, mm. who is current heavyweight champion in the world. Uh, the weight difference is probably less but when the gap between Errol Spence and Canelo and Canelo Usik. It's probably a less of a weight difference, certainly at what Errol Spence walks around at. So it is certainly a dream fight, but I cannot see that happening, if I'm being honest. But we can only dream and fantasise if only weight divisions weren't a thing.
0: What about a catch at 165 then?
1: Will Canelo do that? I know you just said about kind of picking the right fights at the right times, at the right weights, for the right money, Um Will he do that? I don't know. One six five. It'd certainly be interesting, and it'd certainly put bums on, on seats. And but I think what we've got to remember is w- what will be the outcome with Spence and Crawford as well. Mm. Because if Crawford goes into that off the back of two losses, I'm not saying it will be two losses, but worst case scenario for Errol Spence, is it still there? Is it still the big? hype around the fight. I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting to see how the next kind of two fights for the both of them go, Mm. because if he gets past Charlo, then he's got to get past Benavidez and Benavidez is probably, I think really at super middleweight, the toughest fight out there for Canelo, Mm. especially Benavidez, who I believe is probably in his prime after that fantastic win last time out. Mm -hmm. So, it's no foregone conclusions, but it would be very, very interesting to see who that third fight is, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't don't get a Benavidez rematch in there.
0: That's what I was going to say. Obviously, that was just a little curveball I, I, I threw you there, uh, but I think yeah, I think the a Benavidez rematch will probably be the the, the third fight. Now Canelo is a, is a is a fighter man. Look at look at his resume right now. He doesn't duck anybody. Now he's obviously he'll be paying attention to what's being said in, in the news and from fans on Twitter and whatnot, that we all want the Benavidez fight. We all want the Benavidez fight. And he's on that side of the street. He's on the PBC side of the street. Now, Can- Canelo signed that deal, right? He's going to fight Charlo in September, it looks like. Probably the right time to get Charlo, like I said, because Charlo would have had, what, 15, 16 months out the ring before he steps through them ropes against Canelo. Um, and then Cinco de Mayo, 2024... Canelo against Benavidez. Um, I, I mean, for me, like I said to you, if PBC is the outfit that can get it done, like I said, because they, they made Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia and they've made Spence Crawford. Now, it's a mega fight, and that is a mega fight we all want to see. And if a, a promotional outfit can get it done, it seems like it is PBC, like I said. So, um, And then the Benavidez rematch, win, lose or draw for either man, is this going to be bigger and better? I mean, could you imagine them selling at one of them stadiums in Mexico that hold 100,000 people? Um, that would be absolutely surreal. I was at Canelo's fight against Billy Joe at the Cowboy Stadium in Texas. That was 70, 76,000, I think it was. And even, I know it's nothing like what Carl Frotch has done at Wembley, but it's uh, it was still up there. It was still an experience in itself to hear 70-plus Seventy thousand plus Mexicans scream and shout was was just a surreal moment. So, again, like I said, Joe, boxing right now, I believe it's probably one of the better times right now twenty twenty three to be a fan because we are getting the fights that we've all wanted this year, which has been been insane. It's been good. To, it's been good to see.
1: It has certainly been good to see. Uh, but I think, just uh, segueing, I think the heavyweights need to take note of some of these light away divisions. So, if you look, th- just this week, we've seen that Sonny Edwards versus Bam's been signed. I'm sure we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in due course. But what we're seeing with the heavyweights is a lot of talk about, obviously, this mega show in Saudi, whether it happens, I don't know now, especially this year. There's been some shade over that this week. And then it just seems like there's a lot of talk and not a lot of substance and not a lot of pens to paper to be in mm-hmm. fights at the minute. I think... Dillian White, as we understand, rejected a fight for Joshua and then went on, I think, either Sky or TalkSport and then said, no, I accept the fight now for August, which I thought was very bizarre in itself. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to see one of the big names just have a a, a fight we can get excited for because it should be the heavyweights kind of leading it from the front. Because the heavyweight, it all starts with the heavyweights and filters down in boxing. So it is quite disappointed to hear that we might not get these big fights in the summer, and we might have to wait for December. And that's if they fight in December. Remember, but yeah, what 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 have you made of this heavyweight scenario now? It's unfolding this week, Adrian? Well, but
0: that was just last week when. The- I read that the WBC hadn't mandated anyone to fight Tyson Fury. Then there was talks about Ruiz and Wilder was off. It wasn't happening. And then there was obviously Dillian White and Joshua. It wasn't happening. This was last week. Now, in my sceptical conspiracy theorist mind, I'm saying to myself, they ain't going to go through with this because the Saudi thing is happening in December. They're gonna, they are going don't want to jeopardise that. Because if Joshua Wilder lose in in August, either against White or Ruiz, and um, what does that do for the mega fight in Saudi Arabia? it probably doesn't have that, <clears throat> that popping at that excitement that we get because one's coming off a loss. So they will be sort of like, we'll se- stepping back a little bit and thinking maybe we can get a little warm-up, a tune-up fight before, before we step in the ring in, in December against each other. But Dillian White, he's uh, he's came out this week on Talkspot, like you said. He said that he's now he's willing to accept the offer for Joshua on August 12th. Now, August 12th is only seven weeks away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So something needs to get signed very, very quick because it's, it's August 12th. It's seven weeks away and we're, we're closing in. So uh, will we see Dylan White? Who knows? Um, I, I read somewhere as well that Wilder said to Andy Ruiz that time is up. Get this sign the contract. Your time is up or something along them lines I read. Um, and then obviously Tyson Fury, he's been on his Instagram saying fight news coming soon, but the WBC haven't mandated anyone for him. So who will he fight? Um but the only fighter that's fight that's penciled into fight in Saudi Arabia in December is Usyk, and he's got a fight already in August against Dan Dubois. His his mandatory. So, um, I'm pretty sure that Tyson Wilder and Joshua they're wanting to definitely get a fight in before because, like I say, a year out of the ring for any fighter isn't good for them. They need to stay keep active, stay on, get keep. You know I mean, keep sharpening them tools. Um, but like I said, the landscape is changing all the time. We're going to wake up tomorrow morning, Joe, and there'll be another news story that Joshua will be fighting. I don't know some guy, and then obviously Wilde will be fighting someday, and then Tyson Fury is going to be fighting Gerald Miller along them lines. Do you know what I mean? Because I know Gerald Miller said that he's going to fight Dylan White or Joshua or, or anyone. So it's a the landscape's changing all the time, Joe. But like I say, it's it is a funny one, and hopefully we can. I'm listen. The, the December thing happens. I'll, I'm, I'm more than happy to wait because I think if you can get Usyk and jo- Usyk and Fury and Wilder and Joshua all on the same card in a mega fight, man, I'll, I'll wait to December. That's a great Christmas present for me as a boxing fan. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll be more than happy to wait. But I don't think the the fighters and the promoters are, are are wanting to go into that fight a year out the ring. They they obviously want to go in there and uh, and sharpen in tools before they fight each other, which is understandable.
1: Yeah, and I, just before we could jumped on here, actually, I was listening to Colm's interview with Frank Smith after the Blanger fight last night, and... When uh, you jumped on
0: here, Joe, you're fixing your hair. I've got text message to see.
1: Well, just before I that, said, then...
0: I sent you the link to this, and you went, one minute, mate, I'm fixing my hair, I'm doing my hair.
1: <laughs> just so being don't... cut. Just, yeah. just before that, then. Just <laughs> before that, then. Uh, I think Caballero's name being mentioned for August for Anthony Joshua... And he did say another name, which he wouldn't reveal, has entered the mix last minute, which I don't know who it could be. Um, Otto Wiley was ruled out. So it'll be very interesting to see who that is. But um, I think Frank Smith has said that he believes Anthony Joshua will fight in August. But then Eddie Hearn said he's not sure if he'll fight in August. Uh, The thing that I just want to pick up on is ever since Joshua lost to Usyk for the second time last year, the whole comeback arc for Joshua is let's get active. Three fights this year, Mm -hmm. have one in uh, January. Then we'll have one in June. June's now been moved to August and then we'll have one in December. So I think to make sure the momentum builds with Anthony Joshua again, I think he's got to be active. And, Kabayel is what Cabayel is. Uh, He hasn't had that massive fight yet.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But if we can get some guarantee about Saudi, I am happy to wait. And I think a lot of fight fans will be because everyone will just be looking forward to and salivating for that December night. But I think whether they fight in July, August, September, I think July's well out of the equation now. uh, If they fight... if. in the summer, or if they don't fight, I think we just want a guarantee that we know we are getting the Saudi Arabian night. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so. I think that's the thing where <clears throat> we're sceptical as boxing fans, aren't we? Because we have been let down before the contracts and this, that and the next thing. So we are sceptical. And I think we do need that uh, that guarantee to say this is happening And you could probably almost give the fighters a pass if they do take a little warm-up fight against an unknown heavyweight that you don't know of, just to keep sharpening them tools. But, like you say, we need that guarantee. And I think that a Dillian White versus Joshua, and even an Andrew Ruiz against a a Wilder, like, I don't expect Andrew Ruiz to beat Wilder because of, obviously, Wilder's size and that right hand. But, look what Ruiz done to Joshua. So, he's, he's still a dangerous fighter. He's got fast hands. If he's took in that reach away from Wilder and got inside like he did to Joshua and he's got them fast hands. We don't know what we, like anything can happen at heavyweight. So it's a risky fight for Wilder Ruiz and White is definitely a risky fight for, for Joshua. So you can almost see why there's sort of like that hesitation to make these fights. And Eddie Hearn said he isn't, I've seen Neddy Hun he interview with Colm out in New York as well that he said along the lines of that he doesn't think that he's going to sign the contract, White, even though White has came out and said that he's willing to accept it. Um, listen, like I say, we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and there'll be some other news story that we're going to, we can talk about. Um, but like you say, it's... I mean, boxing right now needs to... Like you say, it filters down heavyweights and then all the way down to the other things. But it seems like the lighter weight's are showing the heavyweights how to do it and get these fights made. And talking about the lighterweights, again, a beautiful segue by myself, talking about the lighterweights of getting the fights done, is young Sonny Edwards against Bam Rodriguez. Eddie Hearn has delivered for Sonny. I'll, I'll give, listen, give Eddie Hearn his, his props. He delivered for Sonny. He said he would get in the Bam fight, and look, boom, we're in.
1: Definitely. I, I really can't wait for this fight. I think the build-up's going to be excellent. And what I like about what Sonny's done, and which is so different, and it's underestimated how hard it is to do because the smaller weights don't get the normal attention. Mm-hmm. They they don't they they don't get the coverage that the heavy weights do, and even like the likes of the welterweights, which over the past fifteen to twenty years has become its own glamour division. But what I like about what Sonny's done. is... He's used his own tools and he knows that he's made himself into a celebrity. He's treated himself as his own entity. He's out on Twitter entertaining people. He's undefeated in the ring and he's undefeated on Twitter, Sonny Edwards. Mm -hmm. And he's got into a position where he can get these massive fights. And a, a mate of mine yesterday who's a very, very, very casual boxing fan, probably watches four fights a year. He was like, oh, yeah, that little Sonny Edwards, he's just signed for a big fight. Yeah. And I think that shows, I think that shows he's pulling power. And I'm, I'm really pleased with Sonny that he's going to get in this, get in this massive fight and it's going to be a fantastic fight. Styles make fights. And I don't think he gets much better than this star wise
0: Definitely. If you look at Sonny Edwards, he's only got, what, four knockouts on his record, um, but Bam Rodriguez, he's eighteen fights and twelve knockouts, thirteen knockouts, whatever it is. So you've got that puncher against that pure boxer. Now Sonny does what Sonny does. Y- he is going to make you look silly. He's going to embarrass you in that ring. He's going to frustrate you in that ring, and that's what Sonny Edwards does. Um, but it's what. But Bam Rodriguez, if you watch Bam and his, he's got angles on him. He doesn't just come forward. Do you know what I mean, he's got he's got angles as well as Sonny. So this is going to be. A battle of the feet. It's going to be the footwork. Who has the best footwork? And Sonny's got probably got the best footwork um, in the light divisions, going all the way up to maybe welterweight. He's he's definitely got some sweet feet. Um, but Bam Rodriguez has that punch and power. Do you know what I mean? He does crack, especially down at that flyweight division. So this is definitely going to be Sonny's hardest test because, like I say. Bam doesn't stand in front. He doesn't come forward in a straight line and has you against the ropes and just pop, 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 and let Sonny can move his head. He's going to show Sonny different angles and Sonny's going to show Bam different angles and it's going to be a, I think it'll be more like a chess match to start with, but then I think once Sonny eats a shot from, from Bam and I think that's going to get Sonny in because sometimes when Sonny gets cracked, he, he likes to fire back quick. Do you know what I mean? He likes to throw punches. So it's going to be a chess match at the beginning, I believe, and I think it's going to set, I think it's going to catch fire come the, the middle to later rounds. I think I'm looking forward to this fight, and it's a fight that Sonny's called for, and he's deserved it, and he's wanting to unify. He's wanting to become undisputed down at that flyweight division. So, fair, fair play to him. Fair play to both fighters.
1: Yeah, I echo your words there, Andrew. I think it will be a fight of two halves. I think the first three, six rounds will really be boxing in his purest form. Mm. A really pure boxing match. But then, as it starts to get dirty, as it starts to get on the inside, I think it can really catch fire. And I think that if it does go to the the rounds, 9, 10, 11, 12, we could see it really starting to catch fire. And I think we could be in for an explosive finish to that fight if it does go the distance.
0: Yeah, man. Like I said, it's it's another one of them fights that um, the boxing fans have been asking for. It might not be as big a profile as like a Tank Davis Garcia or Crawford and, and Spence, but... It's still that it's still on route on that path to seeing an undisputed in that division. I think I said to you, I've mean, probably said the last three or four episodes that each division needs that undisputed fighter. I'm sick and tired of having four champions in one division. We need to see who the top dog is, and it's the top dog. If there's four belts in that division, then there should be one guy holding all four, all four belts, sitting at the top. So then now we know it's all good having four world champions, but who's number one? You know what I mean? It's, then then it just becomes opinions. He's number one, he holds IBF, he's number one because he holds the WBC. No, he's number one because he's got the Ring Magazine. The only way you find out is if you get them in the ring and fight each other. And I think Sonny's called for it, Sonny's always wanted it, and he's not scared to, to call out the bigger names in the division. Um, we're seeing it with Spence Crawford. Now, like we said last week, we're starting to see these undisputed fights happening, and I think it's that, that's great for boxing. And fair play to Sonny Edwards and Ban Rodriguez, because I think, like you said, game a fight or two halves, the watch defeat. I think this is going to be an absolute dance to the first six fights, and then obviously it's going to catch fire, which is which is thing. And Eddie Hearn has delivered like, like he like he said he would for Sonny Edwards, and uh, fair play, fair play to him.
1: No, I think Eddie's made it very clear as soon as he signed Sonny Edwards, and he's been working with Bam for a while before that, that his intentions is to make an undisputed champion within the next 12 months. And I think he will deliver on that promise because I think with the smaller weights, it's easier to get those big fights on. I think it's easier to make an undisputed champion, maybe because there is less money in the, in those divisions. Um, and then... <laughs> excuse me. Um, and then... The, the, with the same with the females, we see we see a lot of female undisputed champions because I think it's easier to make these fights, and I think Eddie has seen an opportunity in that weight division and think and, and thinking now that um, now that he can produce an undisputed champion, and those are the nights that him as a promoter, us as fans live for, and I hope we get to see Sonny Edwards with all four belts and that ring magazine around his waist within the next twelve months
0: and I think we will like you say just a quick quick finish on this one obviously the females and the light divisions there's less money there like you said but also yeah. the pool of talent isn't there I mean it's a it's, it's, I'm sorry the pool of talent is there it's just not a deep pool if that makes yeah. sense it's not like the welterweights weights where there's fighters upon fighters there's 10, 12, 15 of them the featherweights, weights 10, 15 of the heavy you know what I mean it's a small pool of talent just not a deep pool of talent so it is easier to make these fights um, so hopefully we can see these fights like you said but uh yeah Again, I think that's that's a, a wrap, Joe. I mean, I've got a show next week. I'll be in Manchester next week uh, for the Savannah Marshall cruise fight. You'll be in Sheffield for the Dalton Smith Sam Maxwell, I believe. So yeah, looking forward to that one. So Sunday morning, we'll have something to talk about other than just the news. We'll talk about the shows we've been at. We'll be on the ground for a for a change, which is which is good. Um, but other than that, what are you got plan for the rest of the day, Joe?
1: I'm actually going to an ex boxers charity cricket match now. Um, what's cricket, mate? I it's uh something with a bat and ball, I think. I've uh I, I don't I have the slightest clue about cricket, but uh I'll go there, see some of the old boxers, maybe get a bit of content. It should be it should be good, mate. Nice and local as well.
0: Oh, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. I'm just gonna sit here and just chill because it's starting to rain here in Scotland. We're back to the old sunny Scottish weather, so um, I'm going to sit here and chill, and uh, yeah, get ready for Monday morning back in the gym training. So, and uh, listen, I'll see you next Sunday, mate. Enjoy Sheffield.
1: Yep. Until then, I'll see you next Sunday. Make sure you're watching Talks About with Pugh and McCart on YouTube, Spotify, all your social media platforms. Sunday night is the place to be. Forget about Glastonbury. It's all about Talks About and Pugh and McCart. On this Sunday evening.
0: 7 pm. You heard it here. Right, Joel, have a good rest of the weekend, mate. I'll speak to you soon.
1: You too, mate. See you next week.
0: Good mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.